Hey, this is Melissa Parsons, and you are listening to the Your Favorite You podcast. I'm a certified life coach with an advanced certification in deep dive coaching. The purpose of this podcast is to help brilliant women like you with beautiful brains create the life you've been dreaming of with intention. My goal is to help you find your favorite version of you by teaching you how to treat yourself as your own best friend. If this sounds incredible to you and you want practical tips on changing up how you treat yourself, then you're in the right place. Just so you know, I'm a huge fan of using all of the words available to me in the English language, so please proceed with caution if young ears are around. Hello to all of my favorite listeners of Your Favorite You. I recorded this podcast yesterday, and then I got to thinking about it, and I want to add a disclaimer before you listen. In this episode, I speak about the difficult topics of spontaneous abortion or miscarriage. I speak about babies being born still, and I speak about infants dying. So if any of those topics may activate you, I suggest you proceed with caution. I hope that you all find value in what I have to say. Well, hey, welcome back to your favorite you. Just in case you're wondering, uh, I was recording this podcast or creating this podcast, I should say, as I was chatting um, online with my work wives, the amazing Maggie Reyes and the incredible Sarah Bybee Fisk. So I want to give a disclaimer that the sassy snark in this episode is sponsored by my work wives, Maggie and Sarah. And I'm also going to get a, give a bit of a disclaimer. Um, I have a bit of a scratchy throat. I tested myself. I do not have COVID. Um, but as we know, it is November 13th right now, and there are plenty of other viruses going around out there. So make sure you're washing your hands and uh, taking good care of yourselves, people. So today I am going to dive into a topic that has been on my mind for some time now. I firmly believe that the universe gives you little whispers, and then if you don't listen to the whispers, the universe gets louder and louder until it's practically shouting at you. So the topic today is about knowing the how. Most of us think that we need to know the how of whatever it is we're thinking of doing. We think we need the step-by-step process of everything before we do it. Now, we think this because somehow we think it will protect us, keep us from making mistakes, keep us from falling on our faces, keep us from working too hard, keep us from epic failure. In my experience, if many of us ever knew the how of acquiring or achieving anything that's worth having in our life, we would never sign up for it. So I'm going to give you some examples, and I want you to think of examples for yourself, too. So the first example I have for you is my relationship with my hubby, John. If you would have told me that I would first fall in love with Brian Debo in third grade, only to have him tragically move to Michigan at the end of fifth grade, then... I was going to have all the amazing and terrible relationships with the guys I dated prior to meeting John in 1995. If you would have told me that I would be friends with my fourth grade love and stay in close contact with him, 
until I called him to tell him that John and I were engaged. If you would have told me that in order to have this amazing relationship I have right now, that I would have had to have had my heart broken into pieces my freshman year at Ohio University, that being forgotten on the steps of Alden Library in the rain a month into my freshman year was the path to my life right now. If you're listening to this, JB, don't worry. I've forgiven you. I love you. And I'm glad that you're happy. I acknowledge that you probably have some things you likely need to forgive me for, or you have already forgiven me for, because I certainly was not a perfect angel girlfriend. If you would have told me all that John and I would have gone through together, all the fights and making up and nights apart due to being on call, all the arguments about the stupid things, all the laughter about the silly things, all the work that we've put into our relationships since 1995, particularly in the past four years since finding coaching. No way in hell am I signing up for all that heartache and heartbreak and uncertainty. But right now, I sure am loving the end result. I'm so grateful for the pathway that it took to finding him. Even that jerk that I dated in the summer of 1989. I had to figure that out by looking up the year that Paula Abdul released Cold-Hearted Snake to get the date right. (laughs) I'm even more grateful for the path that I took to loving myself completely so that I could love John more fully. Let's talk about another example. How about the example of becoming and being a parent? If anyone told you the exact how, would you still go for it? I think that if any of us moms knew the exact how before we did it, the human race might have died out many millennia ago. The trying to get pregnant, which is fun for those of you who are fertile, not so fun for those of you who tried and tried month after month, year after year. The potential spontaneous abortions, which is the medical term for miscarriage. The finally getting pregnant. The nausea and vomiting and fatigue of the first trimester, if you were lucky, or the whole pregnancy for some of you. The relative ease of the second trimester, only to become so uncomfortable and swollen for most of us. For me personally, having to get rolled around the pediatric ICU by Ansiyed the attending who insisted on doing multiple walk-rounds in the ICU. Due to the fact that I was so swollen in spite of my sexy Ted hose, I insisted that he roll me around if he wanted to walk around in the evening. And he loved my sassiness so much. He was actually one of those attendings who seemed scary at first. And then he was just a little skinny teddy bear if you gave it right back to him. Anyway, he laughed and he rolled my ass around. For me, with Jack being in labor for 24 hours, with my epidural only working on my left side, sweet John stayed on my left side for his own safety. It wasn't safe on my right side. Ultimately, having to go to C-section, losing so much blood that I nearly needed a transfusion, having these huge boobs since fourth grade, and that not producing enough milk, Jack having trouble with latching having to have him in daycare that stayed open until midnight so that John could be on call overnight and I could work my urgent care shifts. Almost forgetting to pick Jack up at midnight one night and having to put a sticky note on my computer to remind my tired ass to pick him up when John was working. Oh my Lord, what else? The tantrums, 
the public displays of their huge emotions and what I thought at the time was the public outing of my complete inability to parent them effectively. And then Jack with his bronchiolitis and repeated wheezing and constant ear infections until he got pressure equalization tubes in his ears. And then, of course, convincing them that it was safe to shit on the toilet. Owen especially took frickin' forever to poop on the toilet. It only worsened after he had a huge poop that I'm sure felt like a cactus coming out of his butt. We joke that he gave birth to the sweet baby poop Jesus on Christmas Eve at my grandma's house. I thought I was going to be wiping his ass forever. Then all the nights spent lying awake worrying that we were fucking this whole parenting thing up majorly. Not to mention feeling guilty the entire time that it was relatively easy for me to get pregnant, easy for me to stay pregnant, easy for me to complete pregnancy, and that I had two relatively healthy boys when so many could not have kids, and when they did, that they sometimes had tragic outcomes or illnesses. None of it was lost on me. In fact, now that I'm thinking about it, only people I know that say that they would, of course, have their kids all over again are those who have already successfully raised their children to adulthood, and they've forgotten all the shit they would have to endure. The others who say that they for sure would do it all over are those who have kiddos that have life-threatening illnesses. Another beautiful family comes to mind whose handsome eight-month-old son died when he was my patient. I know for sure that his mom would have chosen to spend those 17 precious months that she did have with him, nine in utero and eight on the earth. Another incredible couple comes to mind. They had two beautiful babies born still before they adopted their crazy sweet son. I have not asked this mom, but I am assuming she would go through it all again if she knew they would have their gorgeous family of three, she, her hubby, and their crazy son. Another example, this amazing vocation that I have right now. If you told me that in order to have Melissa Parsons coaching be the raging success that it is right now, that I would have to go to Ohio U for undergrad for four years. Shout out to my mentor, Calvin James, at the Honors Tutorial College. Then I had to go to med school in Toledo. Thank the world I did. Otherwise, I would have never met my bestie from med school, Dr. Greg Ankoviak. I know he's listening. I also would not have met John over the dead body in cadaver lab. The sweet smell of formaldehyde would have never contributed to our bad romance. I would have never needed him to teach me all about embryology and ectoderm. Then if you would have told me that I had to couples match and residency at The Ohio State University and Columbus Children's Hospital and spend three years in residency. Again, thank you, universe, for bringing me Arpita Gupta De Palma and her crazy ass. Then that I had to work nights and weekends at the urgent care from 2002 to 2008. I learned so much those six years from the other physicians and the amazing nurses and the suture orthotechs. You know who you are. And then I had to deviate for a tragic year in aesthetics, but I met the amazing Danae Choice, uh, also a fellow physician coach right now. She's a total badass. After that business failed, after less than a year through zero fault of my own, that I would go on to join the awesome Emerald Pediatrics in Dublin 
and worked there from 2008 to 2021. Even though I dropped the F-bomb during the initial interview, thank goodness they knew me from residency and knew that that was only part of my personality. If you would have told me that I would find coaching in 2018 because I had weight to release from my body, that I would have to participate in Dr. Ubel's program, Weight Loss for Doctors Only, then I would have to have the pull to make my marriage even better than it already was by working with my marriage coach, Maggie Reyes, that I would commit so fully to that process that I took the time to send my thoughts and my own self-coaching to Maggie every day for six months. So much so that she saw my potential as a coach enough to suggest that I should consider becoming a coach. Reminding me that I had already been a coach as a pediatrician for 22 years, I just hadn't called myself that. That I would join the Life Coach School certification in 2020. That I would start my business that same year. That I would thrive in the middle of a pandemic. That I would join 2K for 2K to learn about how to run a business. To learn how to make money as a life coach that I would invest in the 200K Mastermind over and over, that I would sign up for Bev Aaron's Deep Dive Certification, that I would complete a two-year-long trauma-informed coaching course. If you had laid that how out for me, of course, knowing what I know now, I would say, yes, of course. If you just laid out that how for me without knowing the outcome, what fool would sign up for it? No one in their right mind. That is for sure. My friend Dina George, another fellow physician coach, said it best last week. Only in doing do you figure out the how. She said it so much more eloquently. She said, quote, the how reveals itself when you take action. You start out, you try some things. Some of them work. You maybe keep doing those. Some of the things don't work. You stop doing those and you pivot and you pivot and you pivot again. You can spend some time figuring out what you did wrong, what you could do better. There is no problem with that. But most of us don't stop there. We think we need to beat ourselves up a bit in order to not repeat our mistakes. This is the completely optional step. I advise that you skip the self-flagellation step. It does not keep us from repeating our mistakes. In my experience, it keeps us from starting altogether. If we know that we might beat ourselves up if we screw up, we are much less likely to go out for something new without knowing the how. I am thinking right now of a client I am working with. She came to me already as a hugely successful physician with an amazing career. She was having a hard time figuring out how to love herself completely because of some messages she got from her well-meaning mom when she was a child. Of course, because she was not loving herself fully, she was having trouble finding a great partner to have a relationship with, and she really wants to have a family. Our first session together was in February of this year. She was so open and willing to be vulnerable. We dove into this right away, and within a few sessions, she was able to find many ways in which she was already amazing and lovable and a great catch for the right person. Since then, we've worked on boundaries with her family. She has a new job in which she is thriving. She's done some locums work in Hawaii. She moved to a brand new house. And of course, when she started loving herself for exactly who she was, and acting more and more like her favorite version of herself, 
she met a wonderful man and has plans to marry this young man. If I would have told her the how of this at the beginning, I assure you that she would have looked at me like I had at least three heads and she never would have believed it. Thinking you need to know the how is a dream killer. Just when you think you have it all figured out, life usually throws you a huge curveball. I'm very much interested in hearing your thoughts on this. What are some amazing things you've done in your life that you might not have done had you known the how ahead of time? What are some terrible outcomes that you have had that you would definitely do over again because the how was so filled with love or lessons or magic? Please reach out to me. I would love to hear from you. I even want to hear from you if you think everything I'm saying is total bullocks and bullshit. Tell me that too. Um, I'm getting so many messages of support from amazing people who are listening week after week, and I appreciate hearing from you so much. So keep those lovely messages coming too. And it's still not too late to review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. I would love it if you did that. The more ratings and reviews that I get, the more people um, will get to hear this message and the more people I will get to convince to become their favorite versions of themselves. And the more I get to be my favorite me and the more you get to be your favorite you. If you like what you're hearing so far and you think others would benefit from your favorite you, it would be epic if you take a couple of minutes to rate and review the podcast. Ratings and reviews are the best way to make podcasts discoverable. I'd love it if you give me your honest opinion, especially if you adore me. And of course, a five-star review would be fantastic. If you click the subscribe button, you'll automatically receive weekly episodes without having to do anything else. If you feel called to share it with others you think might love it, then I will love you forever. You will become my newest favorite podcast listener. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Your Favorite You. If you like what you're hearing and want to learn more, head over to melissaparsonscoaching.com. If you want to work with me to find your favorite you, to become your own best friend so that you can create the life you want with intention, please go to melissaparsonscoaching.com forward slash contact to set up a consult to work with me one-on-one. I so look forward to meeting you.